Yeah. When's this episode it? Go ahead and say what, Neural. I was going to say, when's the episode airing? Um, 11-3. Okay. Yeah. So a week yeah. from today. Yeah. It will still be available. Yeah. For sure. Welcome to, nope, oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer. Lindy Peterson is here with us today to talk about her new book, their surprise second chance. Um, I'm going to read your bio real fast and then we're going to dive in. Lindy Peterson lives in a small town northwest of Atlanta, Georgia with her husband, three cats, one dog and two birds. And she says the cats rule, by the way. <laughs> of course cats rule. Of course they do. That's right. They're yeah. a few hours away from the beaches of South Carolina, Georgia and Florida, a couple hours away from the mountains of Georgia, North Carolina and Tennessee. She believes that happy endings are just the beginning. Thank you, Lindy, for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. So we're going to start off as we as we now do by having you give us, tell us a little bit about their surprise second chance. Well, it was um, an older heroine. I wanted to write mm -hmm. an older heroine. So I was trying to think of problems that older mm -hmm. heroines would have that younger heroines wouldn't have. and you know, we all love the secret baby plot, or maybe we don't, I don't know. But I thought, well, let me take a different spin on this and try to have an older child. And um, so that's, that's kind of what started it. And that's actually the third version. The first one, the he didn't exist. And I kept writing and it was didn't feel right. I needed something <laughs> else. So anyway, I just thought of this son. And it turned out that they liked it. So <laughs> And is this, this is your first book with Love Inspired, is that yes. correct? Yay. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's exciting. Yes. That's Thank very you. exciting. Thank you. But, and it was actually due to a pitch um, session that Emily Rodmel had on her Facebook page. Oh, fun. So oh. she said, pitch your stories in three, I'm sorry, pitch your story in three sentences or less. Ooh, that's hard. And then hard. she said, the older son intrigues me, send it. So. That's well, awesome. Cool. Mm. Nice. Yes. Um, Narelle, um, your question ties in with what she touched on. So we'll, we'll go to you first. <laughs> it does. Okay. So, I mean, my question also was talking about secret baby. So the secret baby trope is usually a hot mess situation in the backstory, irrespective yeah. of anything else. <laughs> and adding in a teenage love triangle into the mix, I mean, your story really met my expectations of complex family relationships and dynamics and difficult issues like there was just so you start this book and there's just so many problems which there is fantastic so because that means <laughs> that the fiction. characters yeah I'm not in real life would be a disaster but in fiction it's <laughs> great yes and so with the secret baby trope it's not just the parents and the child who are impacted by the secret in this story we have a grandmother who's discovering she has a 24 year old grandson who um, her son didn't know about, which means that the grandparent has been deprived of having a relationship with her grandchild, which does happen in real life for various reasons. Um, grandparents are separated from grandchildren, which is very sad. But anyway, and sometimes it can relate to parents being selfish and sometimes it's just the way things work out. Um, so at the start of the story, without giving away any spoilers, let's talk about how a 24-year-old person who grew up assuming they'd never know or meet their father 
can cope and process with the whole idea of meeting and having a relationship with a new to them grandparent and extended family. Yeah, it, you know, well, I, if I'm allowed to say this, I hope so. If not, I guess you guys yeah. have to edit feature. We, we pretty much let anything fly. So yeah, yes. <laughs> well, it's just interesting because when I went to my, um, my mother-in-law's 99th birthday party in June, oh, which wow. is doing very well, my nephew came and he's 50-ish, maybe just turned 50, 51. He said, Wendy, you'll never guess what happened. And I said, what? He goes, I just found out I had a 30-year-old son. I was like, wow, come to life. <laughs> I was like, seriously? And so he is thrilled. They are all getting along amazingly. Um, the young man's married, thrilled to his met, met his father after all these years. And there's a lot of backstory with that I won't go into. But it just proved that it, it can have a pretty, pretty good happy ending. Um, I wanted to... I tried in the book to do, I mean, I hope I did justice to all the different things Norrell talked about um, with Shelly, the grandmother not being, she was overwhelmed. I tried to show that. I hope that came through. Mm, and, uh, she knew Nicole as a teenager, liked her very much. In fact, pretty much thought she was a better match for her son, but it didn't work out at the time. But um, she was very disappointed in her and I, thought, you know, I hope I tried to show that it's not all peachy all the time, especially with Gavin's reaction to the news without giving away spoilers. Um, that and Gavin yeah, is this, son. Yes, Gavin is a son, yes. Um, that, um, yeah, it, it can have lots of different consequences to go lots of different ways. Yes. So as, as a grandmother myself, I just, I cannot comprehend you know, like I'm, I'm trying to, but oh my goodness, what a, that would be a really huge shock for sure. Oh, hello, cat tail. Hello, cat. <laughs> I thought that might happen. <laughs> we yeah, have it cats would be. on this podcast too, so it's good. <laughs> yes, yes, we're like cats. Yeah, and and so yeah, um, with my nephew too, his um, his mom and dad, you know, they all the son came down and they even took my my mother in law, so this would be her great friends anyway. Everybody was having a fabulous time, but yeah, it was, it was overwhelming. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So again, I tried to, um, I tried to fit all those dynamics in there as best as I could. So I would say, and I, I think the other two would agree because we talked about this some in our, our little chat that we have that you, yeah. you really did run the gamut of, I mean, which is very realistic of of the emotions that would be going through it wasn't like oh okay great fabulous you know there <laughs> were in, in happy shiny land where it's like you, everybody just rolls with the punches there are some moments of real raw um struggle yeah <laughs> there yeah a, a big shock and yeah yeah, yeah yes. and I tried with the hero to um balance the elation of finding this out mm -hmm. with the whatever anger disappointment uh, oh you know it, there's so many things that would probably go through their head yeah um, sure especially yeah. you know in the situation where the mom is alive and well and everything's good you know so why didn't you tell me and anyway I guess we need to find out yes exactly <laughs> yes there is there is a good reason I think why she didn't tell him um which to me is sort of my 
with secret baby, that's, that's where it, it lives or dies for me is there yes. has to be a, a good reason why it's a secret. Um, you know, because I didn't want to doesn't fly for me <laughs> as her reader. Yes. And, and that, that's, yeah. that's not Nicole's situation at right. all. Yeah. Right. But it's, this is the one time Beth will say, I like to love triangle in the backstory of a book. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, that's what it relates back to. Yeah. So that's I found that really intriguing, the mix of the love triangle and the secret baby. Uh, that you had me there from the beginning. Well, thank I was you. there <laughs> and enjoyed <Thank> it. <laughs> Valerie? I don't know. I'm curious about that cat, Lindy. Can you can you see <laughs> that cat and give us a little introduction or no? Well, my cat's probably trying to make a leap. That that is my cat that you can't catch her. Oh, no well, we can see her. Okay. Yes, you can't catch her, but she sits in my lap and there's another cat. Oh my gosh. We have them all over. Um yeah, that's fine. So I just thought I, have, I saw it like right in front of you and I thought, I know our people like yes, like I mean, she's but, our six pound yeah. cat named Casey, and then we have a 23 pound cat named Trevor, which we will not see, and then we have Nessie who's crawling around right here and she's very curious. So, Excellent. <laughs> so if you see someone, it'll be like the Loch Ness monster, just a little glimpse and then gone. Yeah. 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 And she looks like a lion, like her face is she's oh. my lion cat. Oh, so, anyway. Awesome. <laughs> yes. We are definitely cat people around here. That's so. excellent. Yeah. So let's uh, talk a little bit about family heritage and um, stuff like that. So Nicole left town. Um, after high school and she has not really returned to the family's heritage home since her dad died and as I recall that was like 20 years right so it's it's been a long time since she was back in town and the house has been rented out so now she is back to prepare the house for sale and also because she knows she needs to talk to Adam and introduce him to his son their son Gavin so there's a lot of family heritage in Hawks Valley Tennessee so let's talk about that heritage connection and um, why she held on to the house for like literally 20 years before deciding to sell it. And what, what kind of inspiration did you have for that family setup? Well, um, with his name being Adam Haw and it's Hawks Valley, his family is very ingrained. Um, her family, you know, is not as ingrained as like, as far as the history going back on the town and everything. and. Um, I think in my mind, I had it that she never really knew what would, what would go on. Like she, maybe, I, I don't know. She would, she was kind of curious about if she would go back or what would be the reasons. And she just didn't want to let the house go. And then though, when the accident ha happened, well, that's in the first chapter. Everybody knows that. That's not <laughs> mm -hmm. When the accident no happened, with, yeah, with her son, um, and, and so I tried to, I think, create, although I'm, I'm very much a panster and then I have to go back and look and it's like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. But I, I think, so I tried to create a juxtaposition with her. Well, she's got to come back and talk to Adam because she needs his help, but she's going to sell her house. So I need to do this, but I got to go. Like it was, it was just that. And she didn't have any sisters. She didn't have any other family. He is right, very ingrained right. in the community. His whole family's been ingrained in the community. They have a celebration now every year for, for Adam's father. So she she never really felt that 
connection like he did or would. So, so even I though their him. family, their family owned like the house in town that everyone. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a very nice house or house, but it wasn't, you know, it, it was never known for anything. Um, it was just the pretty house on the corner okay. and I had a lot of memories for Nicole. Um, mm. You know, she had a lot of childhood memories there, but um, I think she felt separated enough that she, she could, she could let it go. Yeah. She yeah. thought anyway so um we don't need yeah. to tell readers how that part turned out you know <laughs> we do we do have a like a full circle moment right if you... yeah. yeah yeah so but yeah I think you know part of the thing was she she especially with the way you know Adam was her you know good friend for a long time in high school when she felt so much more for him and she just when she left she left yeah yeah apparently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> taking all her secrets with her all of them yeah. yeah yeah but it made sense why she left and I could understand why she had so much angst when she came back and yeah there's there was a lot of emotion and a lot of um baggage to unpack when she yeah, returned and she was yes. what, 18 when she left and yeah. 19 when she gave birth so I mean you're young you don't know like we if you can go back and redo a lot of things you know, when you're yeah. that age. You think we're yeah. super mature at 18, yeah. 19. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know um, all the answers. You just don't realize you don't actually know the questions. Exactly. <laughs> Sadly, that is kind of true. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I found it fascinating that despite having never met, Adam and Gavin seem to have just a ton in common with one another while neither of them really seem to have much in common with Nicole. And so um, I'd love to know, like, your thought process behind that, where, you know, what inspired you to do it that way? Well, for one thing, I have a friend who um, had a child, and um, the, the guy she had the child by was around for a little bit, but not much. And, you know, he he really wasn't in the son's life a lot and virtually none since he was a very young person. But I m met the guy, I knew the guy, but I, I met up with him a little while later through some kind of circumstances and we we talked or whatever. And I was amazed at the mannerisms, the verbiage that this son had with, with the guy that he had hardly been around at all. So that... I, that has always stuck in my mind that, um, you know, we can be around someone and we can pick up their habits or, or, or the way they speak or whatever. But we also, I, I saw it live. We don't, we don't have to for that to happen. Sure. And so that intrigued me that, um, and, and the fact that I, I thought it would be a good uh, conflict for Nicole if, if she tried to steer him away from being a pilot yeah. And he kept on, on, on with wanting to do that. And, and with no reason, you know, no outside reason that he knew. Yeah. So um, I thought that'd be good conflict for her. And then when she finally settles in, well, the thing happened and then, you know, causes her to go into the tailspin, no pun intended. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Yeah. About what she's got to do with this situation because her son doesn't need to be stocking shelves. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's not. 
but she knew his passion was something deeper. So that's kind of that. And um, as far as um, what, when you say not having anything in common with Nicole, what do you mean as far as goals or things like that? It just, it felt like to me, as I was reading it, that Nicole, like she had her whole little world in Chicago at this point and, and neither, neither Gavin nor Adam really seemed to understand or even like empathize with the fact that she had, she has a life. She has, you know, 24, 25 years of this this. life that she created for herself. And like, they don't even, they don't even seem to realize, I felt like she got kind of picked on a little bit. I'll admit. (laughs) um, No worries. Because, because, you know, she, she did the best she could. Um, yeah. she did the right thing that she thought, you know, she made the best decision she could make at the time. And I didn't see the level of trying to understand those decisions that, um, that would show that there was empathy there, I guess. Um, and, and because both of the men sort of went off in very man decision way, you know, it yeah. was, um, and, so it was just interesting to me that, you know, they were sort of two peas in a pod and she's over here like, okay, I raised you for 24 years, but I guess I'm out now. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, so I, this in my, in my, in writing this, it was, it was Nicole's story, like yeah. more so than Adam's story. So um, I th- you know, and going back and look, of course, there's always some things we'd like to change. That's why I never read the books, right? Again, yes, that's yeah, publishers like, okay. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I think it was more her story and I was more focusing on how these two men would interact if they would at all. And um, so I'm not sure if she was just so, I don't know, wanting to see them together you know, when it was her point of view and all that, that um, she just focused on making sure that her son, and I think I was writing from that she would do anything to do that. And and that was probably the focus of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes sense. That, that totally. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, yeah. Yeah. She's got an adult son. He's young, but he's fully adult. Yeah. Can make his own choices. She has right. no jurisdiction really anymore other than what he grants her. Right. Um, and so to see, it, it's not like if the father and son have a relationship, it doesn't have to include her as it would have to if he were an eight-year-old True. or yeah. a 12-year-old, yeah. right? She can be completely shut out yes um yes because that was her biggest don't need her right to have a relationship as if he was a right. minor child yes. so yeah. from that point of view I can see too how she would be going I have been everything to my son for 24 years and now I'm chopped liver yeah because yeah. he doesn't need me now he has a dad and now it's all his dad yeah yeah and from when she was 
in the teenage years and she wanted to be a part of that family and do everything. And then it didn't work out. And now, you know, she's seeing her son, like getting him in. Yeah. At having that kind of life that she wanted. And she was like, ah, you know, and this is not again, again, is this going to happen the second time that this is not going to include me and I'm going to be left out. So yeah, that was probably kind of it. And that's the thing. Like, um, I mean, Adam, if, I'm not going to give away spoilers, but there are reasons as to why discovering he has a son is incredibly special to him. Going back into his, um, he's got a wife that had passed away. There's some history that goes back there in terms of um, with kids and different things that happened. And also he has a daughter. So there's, there's also that relationship there with um, Adam having a daughter and Gavin having a little sister but um I just it's what I found really interesting about this book was just the whole concept of how Nicole really had to she'd really controlled and I don't know and I don't say this in a bad way I don't think it is in a bad way but with all the best of intention she'd really tried to control the situation so that Gavin didn't get hurt because by definition his father was out of the picture and she had no real control over that and some very very valid reasons to not seek him out because she may well have lost custody so I completely understand the teenage logic and the thinking of that but that whole concept of he's 24 and he needs having being able to let go and let him make his own decisions and it's his choice whether he accepts his father and it's his choice whether he rejects his father and Nicole really doesn't get a say in that and I think that was really intriguing to watch play out on the page that dynamic I really appreciated that thank you thank you yeah I think that a lot of our listeners and watchers and readers will be intrigued to read the story and find out how yeah. that all plays out because yeah. we've just kind of skirted around some of the main issues of the story but it plays out page by page by page yeah yeah and, yeah. and if you're in it you're yeah. gonna go wait a minute don't do that that's dumb and then yeah. but 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 it works it works it in does. the end so. yeah but it's also very relatable I mean there are people I mean if I'm on one of those people who have family members that are estranged for various reasons or family members that don't talk yeah. to each other and all the rest of it and and some of those reasons can be related to having controlling parents who have done and said or whatever things that have stopped people reaching out to other members of the extended family. So, and it can also be issues of custody in terms of if your relative is the one that isn't the custodial parent, then you don't get to see the minor that's in that relationship. So it's very complicated, but I think it's very relatable. I think a lot of readers will find this really interesting the way it all unpacks. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I think she came back knowing that she she would, she felt like she was going to have to be defensive. You know what I mean? She had to go on the office yes. a little bit with Adam at the beginning, but yeah. she knew she was going to have to defend and defend and nothing seemed to make sense. She could say yeah. it out loud and it sounded trite or it sounded unbelievable, but it was, it was the way she was when she was 19. And yeah. yes. so she, she was like her back was, she felt like her back was against the wall, but as a mom, she would do anything for her son. So that's kind yeah. of the, the crux of her decision-making and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely understood why she would be concerned about being judged as well for what she did, despite the fact that if you look at the big picture, she probably did what most teenagers in that situation would have done. The logical thing was to run away Yeah, for a whole bunch of reasons. (laughs) Yeah. 
tell us a little bit about what's next for you, Lindy. What's what's coming up? Well, I um I sent another full manuscript to Love Inspired about Rachel, the coffee shop owner. Excellent. Oh, nice. Uh, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, they haven't contracted it yet, but um, that's done and and gone. And then um, I'm working on the third story about Lark, um, who runs the dance part at the Woodvale Lodge. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to get that done. And um, I'm not sure what um, what's going to happen next year. I've got a couple <laughs> of other indie ideas I'm working on right now. But, um, but yeah, I hope to have, you know, announcement if if they buy the book i don't know they have to see a whole book so i you know and, and if they don't yeah. if if this book is not for them um then you know hope to have another one ready to send to them so cool. yes well congrats again yeah well, where yes. can uh everybody find you do you have a website peterson.com excellent yep and i'm on instagram and all the things facebook threads no. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. Maybe I'm never really there. Twitter is what I meant, but that's X. I don't yeah. know. It's changed. It changes so much. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. It, all right. It all changes. Yes. Well, so. thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And well, thank, thank you, you guys for everyone me. for watching. Um, let us know your thoughts. If you've read their surprise second chance by Lindy Peterson, let us know what you thought. If you're going to read it now, let us know that too, because I always love hearing that we're adding to your TBRs. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.